Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Well, hello to all of you cannabis aficionados, and welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Folks, the coronavirus continues to just surge across the United States at really a shocking rate. And unfortunately, there's been a very limited federal plan of action to protect us, the citizens, during this unprecedented health crisis. And the results have been that, that, that people are often confused or they're misinformed and they don't know what to do to protect themselves as well as they don't want, know what to do even with their children. And we still have no federal policy around the universal use of masks, which has been proven to considerably slow the spread of the coronavirus. So today we're going to speak to an expert who will give us some tips on how to protect ourselves in some very practical ways. And I'm talking about Dr. Todd Cooperman. He's the CEO and founder of ConsumerLab.com. It's an independent website that it tests, evaluates, and objectively rates thousands of dietary supplements, as well as other health products. And I've got to tell you, I've been on that site since 1999 when it started. And I've got to tell you, in my opinion, it is the best site to go for, for the most accurate information. Now, Todd Cooperman is a noted researcher. He's a writer. He's a speaker on consumer healthcare issues. And so we've asked Dr. Cooperman to talk about the pressing issue on all of our minds, how to protect ourselves and our families against the coronavirus. And as a nation, we face the staggering fact, and, and I, you can't even believe it, that the United States has the highest number of coronavirus ca cases per capita than any country in the world. So I'm gonna be asking Dr. Cooperman lots of different questions, but first we're gonna talk about which masks his researchers have found to be the most effective and which supplements might help to possibly mitigate the effects of COVID-19. Dr. Todd Cooperman of ConsumerLab.com, welcome to High Society with Paxton. Thank you, Paxton, and I appreciate that, that, that you've been with us and following our information for so long since day one. Uh, and it's always a pleasure to be on with you today. So, obviously, huge subject, uh, you know, to cover. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not Anthony Fauci, but we we do uh, focus very heavily on what's going on with COVID and, and supplements, and and have been looking into masks and face shields um, uh, at Consumer Lab as well. So I'm happy to talk about what we know. Great. Okay. Now the first thing, Consumer Lab, you and your all of your people around you, you've laid out the reasons why we all need to be wearing masks. And you've evaluated the best types of max, masks available. So you, can you tell our listeners why, first of all, it's essential to wear masks in public and how important it is to be using masks that actually effectively do the job? Because I see some guys on the street with big bandanas on their face. And I wonder, is that really helping? So please give us some information on this. Sure. And, and I'm speaking mostly from having read 
you know, just about every study that's come out, both been published and, and on, on the uh, new site, the, the, like the Med Ar Archive site, where they're publishing things that have not been peer-reviewed yet. Um, but that's really how the information is getting out there uh, to a tremendous extent right now. Um, so for, in terms of masks, <clears throat> first, the coronavirus is spread mostly by droplets. Um, those, most of the, dro the droplets are, are heavier and fall within uh, you know, one and a half, three feet. Um, others may be aerosolized. Um, so with a mask, you're doing, you know, two things. One, you're trying to block that initial, you know, droplet that's coming out and could, could be a direct hit at somebody, right? And the second you're doing is trying to prevent, prevent the aerosolized droplets, the smaller droplets uh, from getting into you, for get, getting to you as well as you obviously transmitting it to others. And the latter has really been the focus of uh you know, of government, um, you know, not huge initiatives, for, unfortunately, but uh, most of the most of the recommendations have dealt with you not spreading it to somebody else. Um, in the hospital, you know, they're using N95 masks or, they, or respirators, as they, you know, properly call them, um, which protect you very well. You know, they prevent prevent 95, if it's properly fitting, it'll prevent, you know, 95% of, uh, of the virus, you know, from kind of getting into you. Um, Outside the hospital, we're more concerned mostly with not people not spreading it to others. But obviously, every individual is concerned about getting it themselves as well. And it will protect you both ways. Um, the key things to know are, one is that you need the right filtration you know, materials and the right number of layers to do that. Um, so, uh, and the second thing is the fit. Because if you don't have a good fit, if you have spaces when you turn your head you know, or when you look up and down, um, you know, that defeats the purpose. There was a study that just came out um, in the past week, for example, that looked exactly at that and showed that even the surgical masks, which are cheap and, you know, you see everyone wearing the blue, you know, those blue surgical masks or, or procedural masks or medical masks, um, those are not great. You know, I think those, the, the filtration efficiency with those, I think is more like in the you know, 27 to 58% range versus say 95% with a, with an N95 mask. Um, you actually can do better than that with a fast, with a mask that fits better. Cause those are, you know, they go around your ears. The ear loops are not a, a great way to secure a mask unless they're, uh, the mask is elastic and the loops are elastic. Otherwise, if you just, you have a non-elastic mask and, 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 and loops, you're going to get these spaces that are occurring. So you want to make sure it stays tight against your face. It's covering your nose. It's covering your mouth. Uh, if you can have a, a metal um, a nose kind of band, you know, built in there so you can shape it to your nose, that's pop, that's helpful as well. Um, and so in terms of, you know, if, if you, obviously the N95 masks are largely reserved for healthcare providers and other, other responders, <clears throat> but, you know, th that's really the best option. It'll protect you. It'll protect others best if you have access to something like that. There are KN95 masks. Those are from China. Um, they're not, they, they vary tremendously in terms of how efficient they are. There have been studies by the government uh, on that where efficiency can be at 95% or better or much lower. Uh, and some of those, they call them kind of duck build shape <clears throat> um, where they kind of come out and then come back in again. Uh, as opposed to kind of more of a, uh, a cone-shaped N95 mask. Um, and some of those are also also have the ear loops, which are not great against for, for, for fit. Um, so 
the best kind of mask is going to really wrap around your head, um, uh, up, and, up uh, above, below, and have uh, at least two or three layers uh, to them. The outer layers, uh, preferably a hydrophobic layer, like a, uh, a synthetic material, um, polypropylene, other, other synthetics. The inner being a cotton, uh, uh, something that will absorb um, uh, moisture while you're wearing it. Um, the outer one is really more protective. And then an inner layer, which can be a filter, um, which can be a removable filter actually is probably the best way to, to do that if you're not dealing with an N95 mask. Um, and there are filters that you can get, um, th that you can replace while you, when you wash the mask, if it's say, you know, the mask you're wearing every day and you don't have an N95 mask, even the N95s can be decontaminated as well. There are, there are various ways that can, that can be done using heat, um, cause the virus hates heat. You know, that the virus is easily killed by heat. <clears throat> It is, you know, the, what you don't want to do to try to kill this virus is, is keep it in the cold. That will preserve the virus. So heat is used to, uh, and, and, and even throwing something in a washing machine will clean it because the detergent will break down uh, the coating on the virus as well. Now, what about kids? Um, because there have now been studies that uh, uh, kids can pass the, uh, the virus on. They may be asymptomatic. Uh, uh, are there special masks now for kids yet? Um, I mean, I, I think the same mask, but the shape, you know, the size needs, needs to be smaller for kids just for the fit reason. Um, but there, I mean, it's the same principles that, that apply to an adult mask. Okay. Um, you know, I think we're going to take a break because when we come back, we can start talking about maybe you can recommend some some uh, some masks for people because they don't really know where to go. So, folks, we need to take a, a short break. We'll be back momentarily, and we'll be speaking with Todd Cooperman. He's the CEO and founder of ConsumerLab.com. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Vampire, a show dedicated to exploring the many potential therapeutic uses of the cannabis plant. Once a cornerstone of healing and now making a heroic comeback, cannabis has the potential to promote health and well-being, bring the body back to homostasis, and foster recovery for a healthier way of living. Empire focuses on a diverse range of serious health issues, presenting views ranging from those of patients and their loved ones through those of researchers and medical professionals. Welcome to Empire. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 
This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And we've been speaking with Todd Cooperman. He's CEO and founder of ConsumerLab.com. And what we've been talking about is masks. And I think that, Todd, uh, you may have some that you would recommend as the best. I know you have it up at ConsumerLab.com. Todd, I know there's so many different masks on the market right now. Can you give us, please, the names of the three best ones and why you think they're the best ones? Right. So aside from, you know, N95 masks, which are really, really the best ones um, in terms of everyday masks that people can use that meet the World Health Organization criteria for these three different layers, um, the best that that we have come across uh, at Consumer Lab and have written about uh, is one called, uh, it's from a company called Proper Cloth. It's their their proper cloth mask, um, which has has the three layers. there's a little bit of a controversy that it has something called silver door in the, in the outer layer, which is an antimicrobial. We're checking right now with, uh, to make sure that that's something you can actually breathe through. It is approved for all kinds of other fabric uses. Um, so we just have a little concern with that. Um, that, you know, and again, everything is evolving here. Um, another one is a mask called. Oh, can I ask you how much does that one cost? Do you know? Um, I can quickly check for you. It costs about $25. Wow. Okay. Yeah, on the expensive side. Um, another one is uh, Gif- uh, Giffington. Um, it's more of kind of a designer mask. What I like about it is it has straps that go around your head to really get a good fit. It's a, it's a larger mask, really covers your mouth uh, and, your, and your nose well, has, has the proper layers. It's also about the same price, though, about $25. Um, and with these masks, you know, you, these are everyday masks, but you, you know, occasionally you can wash them. Typically you want to hand wash these, although some of them can be machine washed. Um, you want to take the filter out. You can replace the filter. You can even add a filter to other masks that you might have. There is a fab, there's a material called filthy FILTI. Uh, that's very good. Uh, that's probably the best that we've seen in terms of filter uh, paper. Uh, and you can cut these out and, and, and use them in multiple masks. Um, you can even use an unscented, uh, uh, dried uh, baby wipe. Um, works well as a as a fil- filtration, uh, f- uh, you know, filter as well. Um, the third mask mask that we like is uh, Vida V I D A. Um, that one's less expensive. It's about ten dollars, and it, you can buy uh, replacement filters that come with that one. Uh, I think it's five five filters for twelve dollars. Um, so Vida is another one. Um, it's interesting. We we had recommended another another mask, uh, but then they changed the mask. Um, so 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 we, you know we're constantly changing what we think is best out there. 
There are plenty of masks still coming out on the market. You know, there are companies like New Balance, you know, and others are jumping into this market now. It's because uh, <clears throat> it's an opportunity for them, obviously. So the market is changing. Um, uh, you know, I should mention also, we've also evaluated uh, um, face shields, um, which are important when you're very the, close to somebody. You're talking about the plastic face shields? Right, right. The clear ones? Yeah, tell us about that too, because I don't see that many people wearing them, but I yeah. assume, you know, are they, are they good? Do you have to wear it with, with a mask, without a mask? I've heard, you know, all sorts of uh, claims. Please tell yeah. us. So they are to be used with a mask, uh, but they're protecting your eyes because masks don't protect your eyes. Um, so that's the big, you know, the big benefit. And and, it's, and also just, you know, you don't want to know if you're dealing with someone who has COVID, you don't want things getting on your face, on your skin, you're going to touch your face. So <clears throat> if you're really in close contact with someone who really you suspect might have COVID or you're, you're a family member, uh, I would highly recommend a mask. Um, actually, speaking of family members who have it, um, wearing, I'm sorry, I would highly recommend the shield and the mask. Um, it's been shown that families where people wear the mask in the home, which is very, you know, unusual, um, really does prevent the spread from family member to family member. It's very important um, that if you're, you know, you're taking care of someone in your home with, with it, uh, they're wearing a mask, you're wearing a, wearing a mask as well. The face shields don't do you any good if, if you're like six feet away. They've actually shown that there's no added benefit because it's really for those heavier droplets um, that um, it's for the heavier droplets that you're concerned about that, that you're going to block with a face shield. You know, okay. Now, um, maybe there are people that really can't afford to keep, you know, buying filters and new masks, et cetera, et cetera. What about making your own mask? How would one go about really doing a so-called good one? Yeah, um, I would refer you to our website. The, the information on how to make a good mask is, is free on there. And it talks about the different layers and the different materials and the thread counts, you know, um, uh, as well. So, and, and I don't actually remember all those details right now either, um, but there's, there's extensive information and, 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 you know, and the CDC and others have, have information as well on, on how to make a mask. Um, but you do want at least two layers of, Three layers is, is better. Um, again, the inner side being probably a cotton on the outer side being a synthetic like a chiffon or, or, or other synthetic fabric. The, they have an electrostatic charge uh, that can help that way as well. And they're hydrophobic. Um, so I would recommend people go to the Consumer Lab website and look up you know, this information. And we're continually adding more information based on the latest studies where all kinds of laboratories around the country now and the world are, are testing these masks in all different ways. So we're learning more and more about them. Um, yeah. Now, what about the, the popular blue masks that are, you know, all over the place? And most people I know in New York are, are just wearing the blue masks and, you know, uh, you can't wash them. Uh, so you would have to go ahead and, you know, maybe wear it one day and then throw it out and get another one. Uh, what is your right. opinion on the, on, the, on the light blue masks? Yeah, not great, really. Um, you know, I, I think that some of the cloth masks that have a better fit than those blue masks are going to uh, be, uh, you'll be better off with. Um, uh, and, and, you know, most people are not dealing, you know, directly like a healthcare provider with people who are you know, uh, infected, um, you know, 
like in here in New York, you know, about 1% or less of people are infected at this point. Um, so, you know, you can wear these masks, you know, over and over again, the cloth masks, um, you know, wash them occasionally. Um, you know, if you're, if you want to. Oh, wait, should, should you yeah. dry them or, or how do you dry them in the dryer or, or what's the best place to, to do that? Yeah. Um, you can dry them in the dryer and that, that will kill the virus certainly as well. Um, uh, sometimes it depends on how their care, you know, instructions, but sometimes they say that it's better just to put it out and stretch it a little bit. Uh, it, it really depends on the mask. Um, but I, I really like, I think that if you have the two or three layers and you're really, you're really blocking spaces around your nose and your, and your, the rest of your face, that's really critical. And the, and the, and you see with the blue mask, you know, as people are turning and tur their head in different directions, there's plenty of space in there. So, um, you know, it is certainly serving some purpose and it's blocking, you know, those, those droplets from, from hitting someone else. Uh, but, but it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's letting a lot of air flow, you know, uh, around them. And that's not a good thing. Uh, in fact, there was one study that was done that showed that if they actually took a uh, nylon stocking, they cut it like a, a piece of nylon stocking from hose and they covered up uh, a cloth mask with it. And they found it was as effective as an N95 mask just because it was it was just so tight to the face at that point, I don't see people. Yeah, but how do you breathe? You know, you yeah. know what I hear people saying. Um, you know, I can't breathe, and sometimes I got to say it to myself. And yeah, I yeah. and I will put the mask down for a little while just so right. I can get some fresh air. So, to me, that that becomes a problem. I think that when it's when it's safe to do that, it's 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 you know it's good to do that. And in fact, they've shown even with the N95s that carbon dioxide can build up, um, you know, after wearing these for a while, especially when you're active, um, you know, and that's not good either. So it's good to take kind of a breather, you know, when you can, there's, there's no point wearing a mask when no one's around you. Um, I know they, you know, the recommendation <laughs> is to wear it in public spaces, you know, but there are caveats to that. Uh, you know, it's when you're really near people, um, is when you need, need to be wearing a mask. So let's say um, you're walking down the street and someone's coming from the opposite direction. Uh, but you're six feet away from each other. Uh, you know, do you have to have the mask on then? There, there's really, there's really no risk being outside and six feet away from someone. Again, the, the, the droplets are falling, you know, within three feet. Uh, anything that's aerosolized and you're outside is going to, is, is probably being, um, uh, um, you know, Paxton, I would say that if you're indoors, it's a, it's a different situation. Um, that's where you want to keep that mask on because the aerosols, aerosolized, you know, virus, uh, can be coming back at you. Um, so if you're going to be indoors, uh, I, I would absolutely keep the mask on, uh, and not take a breather unless you're all by yourself, you know, in, in, in a, a different part of the building or, or you've gone outside. Run, run to the bathroom. That's a good excuse, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They say bathrooms aren't too safe either. Oh, with the okay. Aerosols. All right. Okay, yeah. run out the back door. <laughs> uh, uh, Todd, we've got to take another break. Uh, it's a short one, but we'll be back momentarily, folks. And we'll be continuing to speak with Todd Cooperman. He's CEO and founder of ConsumerLab.com. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors.
fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line and I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to hem present only on Cannabis Radio. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The The Green Green Peak Peak with Richard Zwicky. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Folks, welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley. And we've been speaking with Todd Cooperman. He's CEO and founder of ConsumerLab.com. Now I want to shift in a different direction. Um, There has been talk all along that there are some vitamins that might help in terms of maybe not not, uh, getting rid of the virus, but might mitigate what's going on with the virus. Uh, you know, I've heard, you know, you should take zinc and, and uh, some vitamin C. Uh, can you give us kind of a, a broad look at that, please? Yeah. Uh, I th- the, the number one supplement um, to consider is vitamin D uh, because vitamin D uh, regulates your immune system. Um, if someone is deficient in vitamin D, they're more likely to get respiratory infections. Um, there, are, there are studies coming out almost every week now relating to vitamin D and COVID specifically. Um, and although they haven't shown you know, that taking it's gonna cure you of COVID, it will not, um, or is absolutely gonna prevent you from getting it, um, they're showing lower, lower, much lower risk of, of COVID, of, se- of severe COVID with vitamin D. It's not surprising just based on other uh, studies that have been done with vitamin D, but it's really only helpful. And this really goes for vitamin D in general. If you're deficient in vitamin D, it's not like a miracle drug where all of a sudden, if you take huge amounts of vitamin D, you're going to get some kind of great benefit. If you already have an adequate level of vitamin D in in your body, in your blood, um, it probably isn't going to do anything for you. Um, So... Um, but if you're deficient, it's really critical at this point that you're, you're getting enough vitamin D. Um, 
Obviously, you can get it from vitamin D fortified milk and, and dairy food, fish um, supplements are fine. You don't want to just take too too much. Um, the sun, obviously. Uh, How long uh, do you have to be in the sun, for example? Because yeah. that's that's free and easy, so to yes. speak. Right. So about you know 15 minutes with your arms and legs exposed per day uh, is probably sufficient vitamin D. Um, you know, sufficient exposure. Um, that's during, you know, kind of 10 to two kind of peak, you know, sun hours on a, on a, on a sunny day. Um, you know, there's no, there's no harm in taking a, a small amount of vitamin D. What do you um, mean by small? What's small? Well, you know, the, the, the rec, the RDA for vitamin D is about 600 to 800 IU for an adult. If you're over 70, it's 800 IU per day. Um, now they actually use milligrams instead of IUs, but we'll, we'll talk about IU because that's what most people are still seeing on bottles. Um, uh, so when I'm talking about taking a, a small amount, you know, 400 to 800 IU per day is perfectly safe and fine. Even if you, even if your levels are okay, that's not going to hurt you. Uh, 4,000 is the upper limit for, for IU is the upper limit for vitamin D, but really the sweet spot. And we, we've read, you know, for the last 20 years, I think every study that's come out on vitamin D and over and over, it's the same. You really find the same thing. Um, if you are, if you have a level that's somewhere between say 25 and 35, that's like a real sweet spot. That's nanograms per ML of what's called 25 hydroxy vitamin D. Uh, that's the blood test that they do. Going above that isn't going to do much for you. Going much higher above that might actually hurt you. Um, you, some and it really depends on what health condition you're talking about. But you absolutely you don't want to go under twenty. Um, you know that's where you absolutely want to be taking vitamin D. Okay, um, good. Or, now, yeah. now I want to ask you. I mean, I have these friends that you know do this, do this, do this, and I'm getting a lot of emails. You've got to take zinc. Everyone's talking about zinc. Oh, mm -hmm. what's what's the story about taking zinc? Yeah, I mean, it's somewhat similar. There's two parts to the zinc story. There's zinc as a nutrient, and then there's zinc as a lozenge. Uh, um, as a lozenge where it's coating your throat, there is evidence that it can help um, reduce the chance of, uh, actually reduce the severity and duration of a cold um, if you take a zinc lozenge. You need to take at least 8 to 23 milligrams about every three hours from a lozenge that's going to dissolve slowly and coat your throat. Um, just swallowing zinc is not going to help you unless you're deficient in zinc because you, you need a certain amount of zinc. Um, older people, people who are on um, antacids, uh, pe basically people who are not absorbing enough zinc from their diet may need to supplement with a little bit of zinc every day. Too much is not good. It actually impairs your ability to absorb copper, um, which is why sometimes you'll see copper added to zinc-containing supplements. Um, but say 20 milligrams a day of zinc, um, if you're, if you're somewhat deficient in zinc, or you're not sure you're getting enough, um, is certainly going to get you, you know, to, to where you need to be, but you shouldn't be continue taking that unless you're, you really need it and you're, and you're, you're not getting enough zinc. Ah. Um, so vitamin D zinc, and then vitamin C is another one. You just want to be make, making sure you get enough of as well. Uh, it's involved in, in your immune system as well. Um, Again, you really don't need a ton of vitamin C. Uh, I think the recommended daily allowance is 75 to 125 milligrams. But you see many people taking 500 milligrams of C, 1,000, 2,000. Um, um, with vitamin C, um, 
there's really no benefit in taking more than 500 milligrams of vitamin C per day. You can't, your body really doesn't know what to do with that much vitamin, anything more than that. Um, and that's still a, that's still a safe amount of vitamin C. So if, if someone gets it in their head that they need to take vitamin C, it's okay to go take up to 500 <laughs> milligrams. Um, yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you one quick question and that's about hemp-based CBD products. There's been some talk that if uh, somebody has, uh, they're suff suffering from lung inflammation, that perhaps uh, CBD hemp could help. Have you read anything about that or learned anything about that? Yeah. So with C so CBD may actually dampen uh, the immune system. Um, oh, and, and, and there, was, there was a study done with, you know, CBD is obviously being used uh, in rare forms of epilepsy at high doses, hundreds, many hundreds of milligrams per day. The CBD that people are, are buying uh, as kind of a supplement, even though it's not legally a supplement, but they're labeled as, as dietary supplements in every other fashion right now. Um, you know, they're getting five milligrams, 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams per day, not the hundreds of milligrams. But when they did the research on people who were taking hundreds of milligrams, they did find actually a higher rate of respiratory infections among people taking CBD than those who were not taking CBD. Wow. Oh so it my actually goodness. may dampen. Yeah. But others, you know, others can turn that around and argue, well, if you have tremendous inflammation, you know, maybe, maybe that's a positive thing. It'll prevent this cytokine, cytokine storm, you know, that people have with, uh, with COVID, serious COVID. Um, I don't think there's, there's no evidence showing, you know, that you should be taking CBD to treat yourself with, when you have uh, COVID from coronavirus. And there doesn't seem to be a basis for taking it before you get it either. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I wish we could talk for another half hour <laughs> because I know you have so much information, but we're running out of time. I really want to thank you so much for being on, uh, on High Society. And I'd love to have you back in a couple of months where you can have more talk and maybe by then we'll have a vaccine who knows yeah, but uh, that would be wonderful yes Thanks just for having me on certainly and everybody uh it's really easy to get to uh all this information by accessing consumerlab.com and that's c-o-n-s-u-m-e-r-l-a-b.com it's a terrific site and again thank you so much thank you paxton yes be well thank you uh, folks, before we go, I'd like to briefly mention my novel in which three cannabis-consuming women get involved in all manner of international intrigue. It's called Just Try Me. Uh, one uh, man who, was a, who reviewed the book said, if the action doesn't grab you, the sex will. <laughs> so please uh, go to... Go to Kindle. You can get it on uh, Amazon.com. It's a paperback or Kindle. It's called Just Try Me. And to all of our listeners, please stay in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn by searching High Society with Paxton Quigley. And meanwhile, folks, stay healthy. Stay home if you have to. And please stay in touch. I'm Paxton Quigley. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.